Hello beautiful people, it's your girl Eden Woman here coming to you on this awesome, wet, cold, windy, gray Tuesday afternoon. So today I had a different start to my day. Usually I'm up by 5.45. I was also up at 5.45. My alarm went off, Google was like, good morning. Time to get up, Jesus loves you. It's time to start your day. You have the gym at 6 a.m. And I thought, okay. And I said, hey Google, stop. And I'm like, set timer for 6.20. I laid in my bed, I prayed, I smiled to myself, I had really good thoughts, and I decided I'm just gonna start my day. I took a shower at 6 a.m. I was downstairs by 6.15. I took some shrimp out of the refrigerator and I started to prepare a meal for my son and I because I said, when I get home this evening, I am not cooking diddly squat. I'm gonna go to the gym, come home, we're gonna have our dinner, catch up on our day and just chillax. I did all that. By 7.30, I was done. We had our breakfast. He was getting ready to leave for school by 7.45. I had already showered, still hadn't figured out my outfit for today, but whatever. But anyway, in the time from 7.30 to 8, I'm rummaging around looking for something to wear, you know, looking at the guest room I still have to put together because my mother arrives November 5th, I still haven't done that. Looking at the basement, I was like, you know what, to heck with it, I'm not going to do anything. But I happened to come across this little book that I have. And it's called The Art of Simplicity. Living Life by the Essentials of the Heart by Candy Paul. That's Paul with two L's. And I'm just going to read the intro of this book because I thought it's just beautiful. Simplicity can be difficult to achieve in a world that clamors for more. But simplicity opens the way to the center of the heart, the place where quiet healing and a still voice await. Simplicity is making elegant choices, treasuring precious moments and valuing what Simplicity is making elegant choices, treasuring precious moments, and valuing that which is of eternal worth. Like Michelangelo, who saw the statue of David in the heart of the stone, so we are called to reveal the inner beauty hidden in the complexity of ourselves. Simplicity is singleness of heart, focused on the essentials of life, rather than allowing our desires and fears to distract us. Simplicity is a celebration of the heart, an opportunity to touch eternity in a moment of meditation. Simplicity is finding abundance in the small things and rediscovering the wonder we once knew in the purity of childhood days. It is my prayer that this little book will inspire you to create a larger life for yourself and for others as you cultivate inner simplicity. May you discover the inner hero hidden within the very nature of your being.
The bedrock of inner simplicity is integrity. The true integration of who you are with how you live. By not being true to your deepest self, you end up living a lie, even when you sincerely mean it for the best. If you are trying to squeeze yourself into a mold of someone else's making or what you think someone else wants you to be, you are not living in full integrity. Your motives may be sincere, but every step away from becoming the essential you leads to detours and delays. You may be born to express one gift, but you run away from your own greatness when you settle for some preconceived notion of who you should be and what you want to do or what you can do. We all begin in life with certain interests and abilities. One person loves to draw horses and dreams of raising Arabian horses in the West. Another dreams of trucks and rolling down the highway in search of adventure. Another yearns for a cozy cottage and a white picket fence. Certain things bring us to life, making us feel we are in the center of the flow of life. But as we grow older, we often, often, told to set those dreams and interests aside for something more quote-unquote sensible. The horsewoman decides it would be safer to be a secretary. The adventurer ends up working in a warehouse. The very places where we should be encouraged to live our dreams, family, school, church, become prisons of unmet expectations and frustrated yearnings. Even our faith traditions can weigh us down with dogma and disapproval if we do not fit the prescribed roles of the religious subculture we belong to. So a woman stifles a dream of being an entrepreneur trying to be satisfied as a mom and a Sunday school teacher, or a man sets aside his artistic ambition to be a businessman and an elder in the church, wondering why he doesn't find his life more fulfilling. All of these roles are wonderful and worthy in and of themselves. But if they don't come from the heart, they will never satisfy the soul. Yet, we with the best of intentions often assume that our deeper yearnings were mere dreams of a native childhood. Sorry, were mere dreams of a naive childhood that must be set aside so we can meet the obligations and satisfy the expectations of the quote-unquote adult world. Did you know that it actually takes more energy to deny dreams and desires than it does to pursue them? For example, I have discovered that when I write to satisfy the agendas of others and limit myself to the ideas of what is acceptable and appropriate, my energy is low, the work drags, and I feel as if I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. Oh my gosh, that is so true. But when I'm free to move beyond those limits and express who I really am, I feel more alert and alive. I am energized, ideas flow, and life feels like an adventure full of endless possibilities. That is so true. I remember when I was approached to be an ambassador for the town, and the woman sent me what she wanted and how she wanted it. And instantly I felt like I was in a trap and I literally could not conceive of ideas as to how I was going to even begin the project. 
And I remember Gordon saying to me, okay, don't limit yourself to their borders. Let her know this is how you work and then just go with it. And that's what I did. I let her know, thank you for this. However, I don't work like that and blah, 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 blah. And it was all good from there. This is so true. Demanding the difficult assignments have helped me become a better writer, functioning like a boot camp to polish my skills. Yet no matter how worthy the project, the noble, the cause, no, yet no matter how worthy the project and noble the cause, it is if it doesn't reflect who I am inside, it just doesn't have the zest and momentum of work done for love. Even the obstacles and setbacks as I step out in spite of my fears to do what I love, it is as if an inner compass points the way through unknown territory, carrying me in a flow of unfolding circumstances that feel like invisible hands helping me along. That's what happens when I make choices with integrity, honoring my heart instead of living my ego's agendas. Each day brings another opportunity to live life from the heart. Simple choices help you make a gentle course correction, eventually changing the trajectory of your life, saying yes to your heart and thank you for sharing. But I'm going to put my heart's agenda first to your ego will help you grow. Gradually into more satisfying way of life. You don't have to work out every detail of how life will be transformed into a more satisfying way of being. You just have to take each opportunity as it comes, making choices that reflect an inner integrity that trusts what you feel in your heart. Allowing your feelings and intuition to act as compasses that point to true north. You can explore new ideas and opportunities in the context of the life you already live. The frustrated entrepreneur doesn't have to stop being a mother and a Sunday school teacher, but she can choose to take a business class and start exploring small business opportunities. The adventure of a lifetime can begin when the warehouse worker decides to take a weekend jaunt down a country road. A woman who feels constrained by a religious subculture can explore church history, theology to help her discern the difference between dogma and authentic faith. Writing lessons or a week at a dude ranch may satisfy the heart of the horse lover, even if Arabian horse ranches in the West are not her destiny. Begin where you are and remember that the choices you have made, both good and bad, have helped you become the person you are. You did the best you could with what you knew at the time. Value that experience and use it as a springboard to make better, more empowering choices now. Trust that nothing is wasted and that God can work everything together for the highest good. Every day brings opportunities to choose something you want to work toward a cherished dream, to explore a long-held interest. Why did I read it like that? I don't know. Small choices can change your life gently and gradually without fanfare or uproar. The choices you made yesterday created the life you live today. The choices you make today create the life you will lead tomorrow. Choosing to align your choices with your deepest dreams and heart's desires will lead sooner or later to a life lived in integrity and wholeness. Simplicity is being true to yourself. Simplicity is thanking God that all things can work together for good.
Well, that's a wrap for me on this podcast, on this episode of Heights of Foolishness. <sighs> who's ready for fall? No, who's ready for winter? I'm telling you, every single weather update I see on Google drives me crazy. Oh my gosh, they're predicting such a horrific winter. If it's anything like last year, oh my gosh, I have got to get a new snowblower. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you have a wonderful evening or whatever time of day you are listening to this podcast. May you be loved. May you give love. May you be open to receive love. Treat those the way you want to be treated. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Adios, amigos.